everyone, welcome to the Emotional Man Podcast, where we are discovering how business leaders are building successful families. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Emotional Man Weekly Podcast. We are really excited to dive into our next conversation, Craig and I. Again, this is Craig Bergno. He is a performance coach who helps powerful people see how powerful they really are. His co- coaching company is Seeker Leadership. Uh, he's simply phenomenal working with faith and family-focused leaders and entrepreneurs. Last week, we talked about how we can get wrapped up in this idea of pursuing financial freedom, but ending up in personal purgatory because of how we tie our sense of worthiness to these external metrics and, and circumstances. And so today we're going to flush that out a little bit more about how tying worthiness to external metrics or success to external metrics can leave us feeling empty inside. And so Craig, welcome back. Uh, let's take it from there, Craig. What are your initial thoughts about this? How does tying our success and worth to external metrics leaves us feeling empty inside? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that comes to mind is we have no control over external metrics, right? Uh, I guess not external metrics, but over outcomes, right? Over external outcomes, over achieving. I can make a thousand dollars this week. Like I can't actually control if somebody pays me a thousand dollars. I can control the inputs that would lead to that. I can talk, make sure I talk to a hundred people a day, post on LinkedIn, do the things, network, take people to work, do the things that I, I do to make that happen. But ultimately, I can't control if someone knows that or not. COVID could happen tomorrow. I pray that it does not happen tomorrow <laughs> or ever again. But there, there are certain things that, that are outside of our control. And when we place our personal meaning and who we are outside of that, we, yeah, empty, I think is a great, suffering is another great word. That, it's inevitable because we will never achieve, we will never become, and we can never control if that happens or not. So almost we're leaving it up to luck if it does happen. And if it doesn't happen, then where, where does that leave us feeling, right? It doesn't leave us feeling awesome. I know that on those days when I'm not as focused as I should be, I know how I feel and it sucks. What's funny, we often talk about in reference to leaders and business executives, this, but you know where I see this a lot, and especially in my conversations, because in our, a lot of our previous guests, we we focus a lot on the family and kind of this tension between being a business leader, raising, running a company and raising a family. And one of the questions I've often asked at the end is, how do you know if you're a, a successful family? Well, how do you define success as a family? And a lot of, and this is very like natural, and I think I have often fallen to this, they start referencing their children. My children feel loved. And one of the things that I see when we kind of place success on how someone else feels, on how something is going, on how the growth of the company or the happiness of our children is, like you said, outside of our control, leads to anxiety, leads to feeling powerless, and it becomes overwhelming. Not only that, but when your children leave, and all of a sudden, they're off having their own children, and they're not inside your house anymore. It actually leaves a lot of parents, and especially stay-at-home moms, yeah, 
And, it, and it, on the flip side, if you look at someone who works a lot and defines themselves by their profession, and all of a sudden they're not able to do that profession anymore, whether you're an executive or an owner or you're, I don't know, a doctor and, and something happens, you're no longer able to do those things. Defining who we are, our value, placing that outside of us on a circumstance means that circumstance can change. And we realize all of a sudden that internal bastion of worth and identity is gone. It's empty. We become empty. We're powerless. How do you respond to that? Yeah, I think powerful people don't like feeling powerless. <laughs> yeah, I, I see this a lot in the, especially like the CEOs and co-founders that I work with. Like I'm going to will our company into making it happen. And sometimes they'll even reference really successful Elon Musk, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, these really amazing, successful people who have done amazing things. And the truth is, yeah, could any of them have been able, could we have replaced any of them with another leader and gotten the same result? Maybe not. I think you could argue probably not in the same ways for sure. But it's, Elon Musk didn't build Tesla by himself, right? They probably have 50,000 employees or whatever it was. They started with a handful of employees and went from there. Same kind of thing, right? It's this, I'm going to will my company into making something happen. And newsflash, you can't control the outcome, right? And it's it leads to burnout, right? It leads to feeling, I think burnout's one of the biggest ones. And when burnout happens, it's usually... Yeah, I'm taking care of my wife and kids or my husband and kids or my partner and kids the way that they want to be taken care of. It's usually not that. It's that is usually one of the first things that gets pushed to the wayside. And and then it's, oh man, I've stopped having one-on-ones with my employees and I stopped doing the things that are going to lead to the company being great and achieving what it wants. It's going to lead to them feeling like they have to step up to the plate and do more than they should be doing. And which is going to lead to burnout even quicker. And I think it's a common problem. It's a common problem that I work with. It, you know what I love about burnout? When you think about the idea of burnout, it's like burning from the inside out. You have nothing left inside. You have, you're an empty tank. And why is that? It's, we feel like something outside of us has to be a certain way and we give all of our energy to it. All of it. And until there's nothing left. So let, let's say we, we have an entrepreneur out there. We have a mother out there. They are trying to will the circumstance to change so that, and, the, and I think if we're all honest with ourselves, we want circumstances to be a certain way so we can feel a certain way. We want to give our all so that we can be satisfied with ourselves. We, we can't, and, and that's not, and that's not a, a it's not detrimental to feel that way. Sure. But if we are giving all of our insight, all of our energy, all of we're capable to try to establish some kind of outcome, we're afraid of something. We don't want to feel failure. We feel like we have to. I think that's the biggest lie we tell ourselves. Oh, I have to. I have to answer this phone call. I have to answer this email. I have to respond to this customer. And why is the have to there? What, what are your thoughts? What, why do we lie to ourselves when we say we have to? A really good question. My thoughts went to like disappointment, I think is normal, right? 
if I was running for governor or senator of Utah and I didn't win, you're going to be disappointed. And that's normal and natural. Did you fail? Technically, you did not become, if I didn't become that, then technically we failed, right? And I'm achieving that. But, but if you do everything within your power to make something happen, that's all you can do. Like we, when we assign it, when we assign that meaning outside of ourselves, we, your constant anxiety, constant worry, constant just, yeah, powerlessness, right? Those kinds of feelings. So I think you keyed in on this idea of powerlessness. We assign all the power to a circumstance. So we say that we have to. So for example, mm. the family wants to go on an outing. I say, I'm sorry, I have to work. The family yeah. wants your time and attention. And sorry, I have to answer this employee. I have to answer that there's a fire at work. I have to. And so we give our power of choice over to a circumstance and we lie to ourselves mm-hmm. because we want to shift the blame, the disappointment to somebody else. So we don't have yeah. to own the disappointment or the shame of feeling like the business is more important than the family right now. I'm not. And again, I'm not saying that sometimes a business priority has to take place in order to support your family. But I think we need to start telling ourselves the lie that we have to, that we are, that we don't have the power of choice in this moment. What are your thoughts on how do you help people who are constantly in the habit of giving their power away to circumstance, to other people? How do they reclaim that power and become powerful people? Yeah, this is a great question. I think one of the process I run them through is asking, is it true? And then saying, okay, what if the opposite was true? Which is part of the, the work questioning. What if the opposite was true? Okay, so it's, I have to work in order to save this client and miss family dinner tonight. What if the opposite was true, right? If it's okay, the opposite would be. Like, I don't have to work right now and I can go spend time with my family and we will still have the client. Right. And it's just, it gets you to, it gets you to think one, it really puts them, they puts things in perspective, bringing that choice back to them. Right. You get to choose. Yes. Our choices have consequences and there are trade offs all the time that we make, but ultimately you get to choose. So when people say, oh, I just, I don't have time for that. Whenever somebody says that, I now instantly say, you're choosing not to do that thing in exchange because you are doing something else that's more important, which is completely fine. Don't say it's like the opposite, which is like, oh, no, I have to do this. I have to get this done in order to feel good about the weekend, right? That's another one working late on the weekend or before vacation. Okay, I got to get these things done so that I can be clear conscious for the weekend or whatever, knowing that I put my all in or whatever, right? Yeah, I love what you said though about shifting the blame. Like we have, I have to because of this is shifting the blame to some other object. And when you have to sit in that, it does not feel it does not feel good all the time. (laughs) But I think, but you said like, how do I help people? It's it's running through that process, and then eventually running through that process, and then they start to run themselves through that process of okay, do I have to do this? No, I don't have to do this. What are the potential consequences? You hear it all you hear it all the time when really successful business owners realize they don't have to bend over for every single client. Not saying there aren't times when 
you have to put a fire out and work late here and there. Problems when becomes when it becomes a habit and with every client, that's when you know you're doing something. There's something there. And when you feel like, yeah, we have to do whatever we need to do to save this client, if it happens all the time, which there are companies where it happens all the time. We're sacrificing things that, yes, clients matter. Obviously, we're not going to be in business without clients. But what are we in business for? We're in business to be with our family. We're in business to live the life that we want to live. We're in business to create the life that we want to live. So it's, it's weird. Yeah. And I think this really segues. We're going to end this session on this note, but also it really bridges to the last piece of our conversation is if we have the power to choose, how do we know what and when to choose work, family, faith? And that's what we're going to really dive into and and how you can make that choice, knowing that it's the right, quote unquote, right choice. That, that, that's where you can get into it. And I think that's where the most difficulty, but the most satisfaction and peace is found is realizing, hey, you know, we're on this journey, understand why we might or why we're chasing financial freedom or whatever goal it is, so we can feel a certain way. But if we tie how we feel to an external circumstance, it can leave us feeling empty inside because those circumstances are outside of our control, leaves us feeling anxiety. And when we do hit that circumstance, then sometimes we're, we realize that our feelings about ourselves haven't really changed. So now we're going to talk, and in our next episode, we're going to be talking about how we can measure what matters most by identifying what's most valuable to us and how choosing what's valuable, our values, our character, who we are becoming can really lead to that satisfaction, help us with that choice. So join us in our next episode. I'm really excited to to handle this last conversation together. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the Emotional Man podcast. If you're a business leader whose family is in pain and you're looking for a change in direction, I invite you to join our eight-week family turnaround program, which gives families just like yours the tools and skills you need to reconnect, heal, and lead your family turnaround. You can learn more by clicking on the link in today's show notes and description. We'll see you soon.